The following is a presentation of the Open Door Bible Baptist Church and Pastor Chris Tice. For more audio and video content, please check us out on the web at www.opendoornj.org. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 13. The Bible says, For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he sware by himself, saying, Surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained uh, the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into uh, that within the veil. Whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I want to remind us uh, today where our hope is. Our theme for this year as you pulled up into the parking lot and saw in the uh, old log cabin building is that our hope is in Jesus Christ. And that's where our hope is. And we understand that when we put our hope in humanity, that humanity will fail us but that God will never fail us and never has failed us. You know, often what happens during tragedies, people begin to wonder and they ask questions, where was God? Or if there is a God, why does God allow good things to happen, bad things to happen to good people? Can I remind us all uh, this morning that God is the perfect example of a responder to crisis. That Jesus Christ responded to the ultimate crisis Uh, that was causing all of men to perish in death. The Bible tells us, Wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. But the Bible says this to us in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, But God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, the thing that we need to remember as Hebrews is, I won't get into all of what it's about, but Hebrews is a book to people who have suffered and understood what suffering is, that also God understands what suffering is. Can we remember John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son? He gave His own Son in sacrifice. See, when there was a problem that was in the world, God didn't turn His back on the world and humanity and people. God made a way, He made a plan to redeem and to restore humanity to Himself because He loves us. Can I share something with you that hope is in the promises of God? As we just read in the text, that God which cannot lie. I tell you that God has never broken His promise to us. Anybody in here ever break a promise? Uh, We're not proud of it when we do, but we've all uh, not been honest. We've all uh, broken promises in our lives. But I tell you, God has never broken a promise to us. He will never break a promise to us. And get this, there is no higher oath that He can give than to swear by His own name. And he says, hey, listen, I give you a promise, I give you an oath, it's something that you can bank on, it's something that you can count on, and I tell you, when everything else seems to be coming apart, it can be well with your soul if you will have uh, hope in the promises that God gives us in His Word. Not only can we have hope in the promises of God, but we can have hope in the person of Jesus Christ. 
I love the, the last part of it that tells us in verse number 29, uh, verse 20, that the forerunner is for us entered even Jesus. That Jesus is the one that went before us. We've been mentioning first responders that would go into an area or go into a place where people would run out of. The Bible says of the Lord Jesus Christ, who for the joy that was set before him, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame. You understand that God, Jesus, saw the joy beyond the pain. He saw the joy beyond the sacrifice. He saw the goodness uh, that would be brought to humanity uh, because of the blood that He would shed on that cross. And He was willing to endure it. He was willing to, the Bible says, set His face like a flint towards it. And Jesus went to the cross for you and for me. You know, I tell you, there is no greater example... Jesus himself said, greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And everybody that has laid down their life for our country and laid down their life for community and given themselves, and as we're reminded, we may not lay down our lives, but we give our lives, the Bible says, to be a living sacrifice. You think about that, if we don't sacrifice ourselves in death, we're supposed to sacrifice ourselves in life. We understand that in order for anything good to happen, there's sacrifice that has to come. How many are thankful for some good parents that raised you and, and worked hard and, and gave you a work ethic? And what did they do? Every day they went to work and they sacrificed and they sacrificed and they sacrificed. And we need to pass on the willingness to sacrifice to another generation because we have seen other generations pay the ultimate price for the freedom that we enjoy today. And we need to be reminded of who paid the ultimate price for our redemption for our eternal condition, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And our hope is in the promises of God, but our hope is in the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible says there's none other name among men. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That is the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How many glad for the Lord Jesus Christ and what He did and His sacrifice? Boy, that's what unites us today. We are united by the ultimate price that He paid on the cross of Calvary for us. And so there's hope in the promises of God. There's hope in the person of Jesus Christ. And then lastly this morning, there is hope for the predicament of today. Hope for the predicament of today. You think about the uh, condition. Everybody's telling us that the, the greatest country in the world is about to uh, not be that it's on its way out, that it's on its way down. And I would say this morning as I look around the room, not so. Not so. And I tell you that uh, there are still uh, great men and women in our country today that love God and uh, love their communities and love their fellow men and are willing to serve and sacrifice. And uh, let's all be reminded, it's not the person in the White House that turns the whole nation one way or another. It's we, the people of the United States. We understand that the people... And we understand that we make a difference. And we have got to start taking our individual responsibility for what our jobs are. And stop looking to someone else to do our job for us. We made that mistake already. We need to start taking up our responsibility again and understanding that there's hope for the predicament of today. But I can tell you that we can't do it alone. Uh, We need God. We need to pray for our country and pray for our leaders. And we need to pray for the churches of America I hope that every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, the churches of America are filled, not just after a tragedy. Are you with me? You know, it's too much that, you know, we run in during a tragedy for a quick fix, but then we don't stay. We need to stay. And how many know that it takes time and sacrifice and energy for us to do that and our resources? But that's okay. It's okay because it's a worthy investment. It's a worthy cause. 
It's something worth giving our lives to and for. As I reminded, we have up on the deck a whole group of kids that are being ministered to right now so that you as parents can sit in the service. And we've got a nursery and uh, kids down there, little babies and infants. You know, what kind of country are they going to have? What kind of country are we going to leave them? What kind of church are they going to have? And are we going to leave them? And I remember as a, as a five-year-old boy attending here at, at church and hearing, and hearing preaching from God's Word and worship and being able to gather here and hearing it Sunday after Sunday and having parents that brought me to church, not just sent me to church, but brought me to church and raised me to respect and honor God's Word. But then that day when I realized that I needed Jesus Christ and a personal relationship with Him myself made all the difference in the world in my life. And I hope that every single one of you can say as you walk out the doors today, it's well with my soul because you know God. You have a relationship with Him. To too many, God is far off and distant. He's cold. He's someone that we can't touch. He's someone that we can't talk to. But can I tell you that God has made Himself known to us through Jesus Christ so that you and I could have a personal relationship with Him. And if you'll put your faith and trust in Jesus, He'll save you. The Bible tells us that. We can be sure of that. And there is hope for the predicament of today. But as if the churches of America will rise up once again to preach and to teach and to share and to love uh, from God's Word, the promises that we have from God through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the power, isn't it? We have the power to do these things because we have the presence of God in our lives. You know what I'm glad? This is just a building without the people who dwell in it. It's just an empty building. I know we call this the sanctuary, we call this the church, but can I remind us all that before they had buildings to meet in, the church was the people. It always has been, it always will be, is a local assembly, people that come together. And the building is nothing without the people. And so we've got to come together. It's not the buildings that are the most important to us. Yes, we want to we take care and steward, of what, uh, steward what we've been given. And thankfully, we're working on that as we uh, continue to steward what God's given us. But I tell you this, the people, the reason why we want to steward these things is because of the people who meet inside the buildings. I'm so thankful for these opportunities that we have to gather. I'm thankful for our guests today. But most importantly, I'm thankful for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for me so that I could have eternal life. I hope you know Him. I hope He's your Savior. I hope you have a relationship with Him because He loves you. And He made a way for you to have hope, not just hope externally through the means of the works of others, but hope in your soul that when you die, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord, to know for sure when you die, heaven's your home. If God has used this ministry in any way to be a blessing to you, please take a moment to send us an email to info at opendoornj.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at opendoornj.org. Thanks for tuning in.